Let's get this bitch started. I said we got this. Flow stupid, yet the rhyme's so brilliant. Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient. And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing. Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon. I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million. Too high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling. What the blood clot? How did all these nug rocks have me looking dumb hot with my eyes all bloodshot? Now that's a mugshot in the making. No need for ovens when you're waking. Bacon, no faking. I only smoke. Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast HQ. Up in this beer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we are back yes, in the sir. building yes, in sir. person. We had to come together as we do occasionally. Let me not say regularly. Right? I know, right? <laughs> but occasionally, you know, we come together and we do uh, in the studio. Uh, you know, we're in the same joint. So, you know, just, just something more special because we have a uh, special edition. Uh, and you know, I'm just gonna wing it and say that we did it because it's Coachella weekend. <laughs> yeah. And uh, even though it totally wasn't because of that, but since it is that, I like that. Though. Let's just go with that reason. Exactly. You know, it's Coachella weekend. Yeah. Shout out to everybody at Coachella. Shout out to Frank Ocean who's performing tomorrow. Oh shit! You know, my ass is staying up till one in the morning when you come out because that. And that's the bullshit about it though is that it's California times. Oh yeah, of course. So, so like three hours behind. Three hours behind. So as you, you could imagine, when somebody comes out at ten o'clock over there, it's like fucking one in the morning over yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. So. You know, uh, Bad Bunny killed it last night. I was watching that joint, um, and yeah, shout out to shout out to Coachella, and um, you know that that shit just had us. Well, let me let me stop lying. Before uh, last week, or I think the week before that, on our last episode, we uh, we talked about doing an episode of of the best concerts that we've been to, and we could talk about what makes a great concert. Yeah, different kinds of concerts because you know. Uh, you have your uh, your very intimate small venue concerts that honestly are my one of my favorites. I feel because yeah. it's it's a whole other experience, <clears throat> particularly if you've seen that artist in a bigger you know uh, in a bigger venue but before because it kind of just gives it like a different feel. You know what I mean? Yeah, and honestly, I've had kind of the reverse where like I'll say an example is J Cole. Right. I saw J Cole at a small concert venue, and I don't want to go see him in a stadium tour. Yeah, no, and, and and that's the truth is that there's certain artists that, you know, they're not great stadium performers just because they don't have, I don't know, the stage presence. They're not. That's not what they bring to the table as an artist. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people who are performers, and then there's other people who are, you know, uh, musicians or whatever. And I feel like it's, I don't know, I feel like it's it's only right for those artists to to do smaller uh, venues. But I know obviously. It's, you know, they got to eat. They got to, you know, make their money. So they're going to do the, the, the big old stadium tours. But, and especially if you get to be a big artist, like at that J. Cole level, that Kendrick right. level, yeah. like you're, you kind of have to do stadium tours because you just can't go to every small club or for else sure. you'll be doing a million shows a year. Oh, yeah. For, and, and obviously, you know, I'm assuming it's a way bigger bag for like way less work. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. I would assume you got to do maybe five or six smaller venues mm-hmm. just to get the amount of money you'd make. Uh, in one relatively big, you know, venue. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, no, I agree. And and usually that's why a lot of artists, uh, comedians as well, you know, they'll perform in, in smaller venues. Uh, yeah. in, in their off time, like mm-hmm. they'll they'll have like random concerts, or uh, I don't know if you've seen Jay Z uh, recently, but he he's in Paris or some shit, and I think they have like a, a Basquiat little thing in like a, a exhibit that they open. Okay, and. 
<laughs> they had a small like uh, Jay Z concert, oh, and it was one of those like you know small venue intimate. And the reason why that's so vicious to me, right, is because a lot of the times in concerts like that, right, they have a, a live band. Yeah, they have like a different version, slightly tweaked version of a, of a popular song of theirs or yeah. whatever. And it's just a whole experience that honestly is once in a lifetime. It really is. And honestly, I would love to see Jay-Z backed up by a band. I remember watching the what the MTV Unplugged joint yeah. when he was backed by the Roots. Dog, that's one of the best performances like I've I've seen of Jay-Z and I've seen Jay-Z twice. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm saying <laughs> like no, twice definitely. in real life. So like but I mean, it's just it's it's definitely something different when you see somebody backed by a band. Like I wanted to go to when uh what Nas was celebrating the th- 30th i think anniversary of illmatic he did a show at the kennedy center backed by a full orchestra yeah and you know and obviously that that takes a a a certain level of artistry in itself very true just being able to translate your rap songs into something that's more clean and uh at least sonically you know what i mean and yeah i I think that you know obviously I, i doubt that we'll have trap artists even though like i could see like migos or I guess now just Quavo, or specifically Quavo, be backed by like a a band or orchestra. I I can see that happening now, oh. but like the the newer generation, that's just you know the NBA young boy. I don't know if I can see that happening just because I don't know. That's not the type of music i guess that he makes yeah and i think just like having a band or an orchestra or something do some of those beats that are drill beats and trap beats right now. Like it's just I don't know if that would if that would uh. Uh, what do you call it if that would come around well if it would turn yeah. out pretty well you know what I'm saying because it's just sonically how is that going to sound because it's a lot that already goes into an orchestra coming together to make the sound that you know so like it's going to be I'm sure it's going to be a nightmare to compose so, some type of beat like that uh, that they oh, would yeah. typically use for like drill music and shit no definitely and um, also another uh, thing that I feel like is kind of uh, unique in, in performances in general and concerts is just seeing live instrumentation in 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 general uh-huh. in person because like um you know it doesn't have to be I know we're a, a typically a hip hop centric podcast but just in general you know I've gone to a ton of different uh, genres of music uh, concerts uh-huh. particularly I recently went to a, a a bachata concert oh nice and that was cool for many reasons on top of the fact that it was just really lit and everybody was lit and drunk in that joint, right? I'm sure, because I used to remember going to dance with Tata back in the day. Shit. Bruh, that should be lit, right? <laughs> but like on, on top of all that, right, and on top of the artists that we went to go see, what was really cool was, you know, because I, I, I've always been, like, a fan of, uh, of, of like, certain instruments. Like, for example, like, the Guida, the little thing that they be, uh, I don't know how to explain the it. Sh- 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 yeah, that joint, yeah. yeah. That joint, the you know the bongo, the Congos and yeah. all that shit, and just seeing it in person, you're able to kind of pinpoint, okay, that's what sound is making. And I don't know, just as a as a music nerd, I guess if you want to say it that way, it's it's interesting in that way that you get to kind of like you know hear the the instrumentation in person. And uh, yeah, I just again, if you're not that deep as a as a you know fan of music, then it might not that might not be a you know something that's important, but. Yeah. Uh, to me, is is pretty cool to me. No, I think I think that type of shit is dope. Honestly, like I said, I came up playing in orchestras and and bands and shit in school. You know, learning all that type of shit, and mm-hmm. I love to hear instrumentation. I would I would love to see anybody backed by a fucking regular band. Like I just think it's dope as hell because you can change stuff up and it's gonna sound a little bit different but still sound the same. Because shit, I've seen the Roots perform and 
the roots mimicked other beats that were hot at the time, just right. them as the band, and they sounded perfect. And I was like, Jesus Christ. But also those were like, okay, it's, I guess it might be easier to simulate Timber, Timberland beats or like Dr. Dre beats than it right. would be uh, like Mike Will Made It beats or, or DJ Mustard or anybody like that. So, but yeah. I mean, like, I would love to see somebody try it and see how it works. Right. No, definitely. Definitely. Now, let me ask you this, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, my first concert, I would say, was probably post-2010. You know what I mean? Okay. So, and at that point, from that, honestly, from the first concert that I went to moving forward, I always realized that there was, like, some sort of, like, a, um, how do I, how do I explain it, like, there was always, it wasn't just like, you know, the artist comes out, it's like a black background and they just start performing. There was always like some kind of theatrics going on. Yeah. Was it was it like that always, like in, in the past? Like, I'm assuming you, you've you gone to like rap concerts. I've gone to rap concerts. I've gone to different different types of concerts, yeah. Uh, some rap concerts, it just depends on the person. Like, you could have a show and it's just them and it's just like, you know, their entire crew on the stage, you know, and like the typical like 25 niggas on the stage, blah, blah, right. blah. Or you do like the Jay Z or like uh, J Cole. Even Wale, when I saw Wale, they all basically were on the stage by themselves. Mm-hmm. And you know, Jay Z is in a stadium on stage by himself. Like you know, what I'm saying and he's still fucking rocking the crowd. Now you learn how to rock the crowd, of course, when you get to be Jay Z's status and shit like that. Right. But he's always been very simple. And the two times that I've seen him live, and then every time I've ever seen him perform on TV, he performs pretty much the same. He just gives different energy for different songs and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it really depends on the person. Like I saw Missy. And Missy had background dancers and shit going on while she's up there doing her thing. People are in the background, you know, being entertaining and shit. Right. And there's a lot of people that do that. I mean, I guess it just really depends on the artist and and their personality and what they want to bring out in their performance. Yeah, no, that's true. Because I mean, that's shit, true. look at the. I mean, hate to bring it up again because it's so controversial now, but the the Astro World set. That shit, right. that fucking shit was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and but it's also cool when people have different setups like that. I've never been to a live show where something that intricate has been, where they were like spinning in a wheel or something while they were performing. Mm. Like I saw the giant, like uh, I think that was supposed to be based off the one drummer. I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Tommy Lee, but he was like going around in circles on something, drumming the entire time during one of the performances for whatever band that was. So it's funny you say that because um, I'm going. This upcoming Friday to uh, watch. I don't know if you're familiar with Mana. It's a Spanish rock band. Oh yeah, I know them. So for those of y'all that aren't familiar, they're they're essentially the goat uh, Spanish rock band. Mm-hmm. Uh, endless, endless hits, decades of uh, of accolades and hits and all that shit. Uh, if you look at any Spanish family the father's gonna be a fan of the group the son and daughter's gonna be like that's just the type of band is it's multi-generational their uh their their uh impact you know what i mean so i went to go I, this is my third time going to see them right and every time i've gone to see them they actually do some uh i don't know if it's the same exact thing that you just said but pretty much the drummer during like their intermission pretty much where they change they go to like a different part of the arena uh and perform from there like they were on the main stage and then they performed like on a smaller stage or whatever. Oh, wow. And during that, because, you know, they have to get there and set up all the instruments and shit. During that, the the drummer is going crazy on the drum, like That's a drum dope. solo. And the joint is like spinning uh, upwards. The joint is going high as shit. And then the nigga just ends the joint. And then the drum starts spinning backwards. And then he does a um, like a drum, continues the drum solo all the way down. Chugs a 40 ounce. And then just smashes that joint on the ground and then walks over 
and does uh they, they do the second half of the concert. Wow. And my man's arm stayed lit the whole time. Nigga, and that's another thing that blows my mind, right? If anybody has ever gone to a rock concert and you see uh, a drummer and, and how long wow. they're able. You know, because I played the drums in like, you know, elementary, middle school, whatever I was. And, and granted, playing drums there is different than playing you know, a, a, a you know, a fucking drum set. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because obviously that's the beginner stage or whatever. Yeah. But uh, dog, I've played like a, a, a like maybe like a minute and a half, and my fucking arms were feeling tired. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm just like, dog, these motherfuckers are playing. First of all, for like six, seven minutes straight, and then they might have like five seconds maybe for the next song to come on uh-huh. if they're lucky. And then they go right back into it. And it's just like, obviously, I'm sure it's, you know, just the repetition. Their arms are probably, it's kind of like, you know, somebody who jogs every day. Yeah. After a while, you know. But running, still, like, like you said, if they do six, seven minutes song, break for 30 seconds, go back into another five, six minute song. And then they do that for what? Two hours on the night. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and then it's like two hours, like probably every couple of days because they're touring like that you know what i'm saying like that is wild to me if not every other day but now i understand what they talk about like in no matter what kind of music you play why people fucking have to get in shape to go on tour oh yeah yeah, definitely you know what i'm saying like how they have to not only just work on whatever choreography or whatever staging and shit like that but they actually got to go to the gym and get fit to do could do on tour because that shit is like it's it's an aerobic workout for the entire time plus with singers and shit you're you have to be vocal and clear and still be able to move around and and then you got all the other shit that these motherfuckers do like going twirling around coming up on sets and shit mm-hmm. shit one of the most impressive performances i've ever seen on tv was when pink did that shit at the grammys with the ribbons and she's all flipping through the air on in the ribbons and right. she's singing perfectly you know what i'm saying like and she's using her physical strength and still singing perfectly like that's right. got to be hard as fuck Oh, yeah. No, hey, you know, it's funny because I just think about, like, myself when I'm, like, uh, singing along to a song or whatever. Mm-hmm. If I'm, like, walking up the stairs, <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So, I like, I could just imagine, you know, doing all kinds of flips and dips and all kinds of shit. So, Dang. no, that's definitely a crazy uh, feat in itself. So Exactly. But, um, so, yeah, let's get into these concerts that are our favorites. And uh, between the two of us, I know we've been to quite a few shows. For sure. Why don't you go ahead and start? It's, it's, it doesn't have to be in any specific order or anything. Okay. Just you know, like just name you know one of the, your favorite shows or whatever, whatever. All right. So just because we were just talking about them and it's fresh in my mind, I'm gonna go to the first concert I ever went to in my life, which was the Mana concert, mm-hmm. and uh, this was probably I would say 2010, 2011 around there. Okay. And um, yeah, it was just it was uh, you know we were in for like in the nosebleeds or whatnot. But what made it fucking special was, aside from the performance just being great, like, there. Now, mind you, these guys are, like, in their late 50s at this point. Yeah. And still giving a hell of a show um, and just doing their thing, you know what I mean? And But what, what I guess what was great about it, and I would love to see other artists do this, is that, like I said, every time I've gone to see them, and even this time included, because you could see the, uh, the stage when you buy the tickets or whatever. Uh-huh. They have two separate stages, so they'll they'll do one half of the show on the main stage, and then they'll do like maybe like a half hour of songs on the on the B stage. Oh wow! So pretty much, if you're sitting far, or if you're sitting like not that close to the stage, uh-huh. you'll have a chance to still see them up close, up close. That's and, dope. and dog, I'm telling you, like as a fan, especially back then, you know, I was a lot younger, so I was more like 
fanatical with stuff. If that, <laughs> yeah. if that makes any sense. Uh, so it was just I don't know. I, th- I thought it was really cool that like I could see them up this close and everything, and especially since we were seeing like way back or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, like they did their fucking thing. The crowd was fucking singing along to every song, and that's the thing about going to see uh, a artist or a group like that that has fucking uh, decades of hits uh-huh. is that dog the whole they have enough songs to that that everybody knows every song that they're performing yeah because you know sometimes um you know you you kind of have to fill up a two-hour time slot of whatever concert is and you might perform like a lot of like the b songs of albums and things like that but dog these motherfuckers bro they're legends and 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 for that reason uh i I don't know it was was, it's always been one of my favorite concerts i've ever been to to this day Uh i've gone to dozens maybe hundred hundred and then some change or whatever but i still think it's one of my favorites just because a the quality of of music their performance and just uh yeah overall just uh i guess them catering to the fans with the whole b stage i got you so yeah that that was pretty dope i'm gonna start with um i'm gonna start with lincoln park okay i saw lincoln park i don't remember exactly what year maybe it was 2015 i think uh they came to dc Saw them. The show was vicious, and kind of like you were saying, these guys have decades of hits at this point, right? Yep. And we've seen their music evolve from like straight hardcore rock and and like rap based to yeah. like more electronic and more vocal like based. You know what I'm saying? Right. So while they were performing, and Chester was still alive at this point. Uh, while they were performing, they started out doing their newer stuff because that's what they generally do, right? Right. Yeah. So you saw the whole like <clears throat> the way that I saw the thing was like a show of of two halves, right? Mm-hmm. So at first they're playing all the newer songs from all whatever albums they came out with now and or more recently, and you could kind of see the older people in the crowd knew the songs, but they really weren't really like rocking with it too <laughs> much. All the younger people, full voice singing, rocking the fuck out, right? As soon as you get to Hybrid Theory. You know, oh, or in that the first era of, of albums, right? Like, dog, that's when the older people took over. And the younger people didn't know that much of, of it as we they did. They probably knew the, the hits, though. Exactly. So at some point, at, like, more than half the crowd is singing every fucking song that you have. And, I mean, like, I think Linkin Park is up to, like, seven, like, six or seven albums now, I think. Maybe. It makes sense, um, yeah. So it's like, yeah, they just, they had the catalog to do it. <laughs> and it was an enjoyable show because it was like, yeah, I wasn't as familiar with the newer music, but right. I still liked what I heard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when they got to what the fuck I was there for, bro, they fucking murdered it. And that mm-hmm. was like the whole second half of the show was yeah. like the first three albums that they came out with. So it was like, that was, a, that was just, that was just killer for me because Linkin Park just came out at that time where like it just hit differently. Yeah. And sure. I fucking, I was with them hardcore. And that was just a great fucking performance all the way through. So I got to give it up to them for that. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, Hybrid Theory was probably like when I first remember uh, mm-hmm. Lincoln Park coming out. Uh, obviously, that's that's the joint with uh, In the End, right? Yep. It mm-hmm. definitely. That, no, wait a minute. Is In the End on that one? I think In the End might be on the second album, but I'm I'd be fucking on my memory is shit. I'd be fucking up that type <laughs> of shit all the time now. I used nah. to be real good with it, which is sad. I know. <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna go on to my next. Uh, a concert that was amazing for me and I'm, we're gonna stay in the rock i promise y'all we're gonna get to rap eventually oh yeah but um i don't know man this concert was great it was the foo fighters oh uh, so jealous t- 20th anniversary show at rfk uh you know i didn't notice until honestly until we got tickets for the concert but apparently dave Grohl is from the area he's from like alexandria yeah. yeah he's from virginia so 
Uh, he grew up in the D.C. area, and he, you know, he listens to Go-Go and shit like mm-hmm. that, and he appreciates it. And he even had a bunch of Go-Go bands perform. It was like a whole day-long thing, and it was cool as fuck. You know, it was in the middle of, you know, RFK. And if you know anything about D.C., you know, RFK is in the middle of the hood. Yep. So it was just, it just, it had the, the D.C. feel for sure. All stamped, all that joint. If you've been, if, again, if you've gone to RFK to watch DC United, you know that film I'm talking about. Yep. So, um, and yeah, bro, it was crazy because, all right, so, you know, we got there pretty early, probably like around three-ish or four o'clock-ish, right? And, you know, the joint started like at 12. And it was, honestly, it was like a whole festival kind of thing where they had a, a lineup of, of artists. Uh, oh, that's dope, yeah. They had, a, like I said, they had a couple go-go bands. I think they had Rare Essence there. And just in general, they just had a lot of uh, a lot of really cool different shit going on, and you know it 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 was packed right, but it wasn't like the, the stadium wasn't full itself right, uh-huh. dog. When Foo Fighters came out, which was probably like around like nine or so nine fifteen ish, dog. I looked around and I hadn't realized how packed it had got, uh-huh. and I was like, yo, uh-huh. there is like maybe three or four times more people in here than there was the before the last time I checked. And dog, when I tell you, I did not see one, cause you know, RFK, they're all, the seats are orange and I think like orange and yellow. yellow think, yeah. yeah. Dog, I ain't seen not one color, bro. It was a bunch of people mm-hmm. in every speckle of that arena, dog. And I was, I was on the ground and I was like, holy shit. And I, I just say all that to say, right. That like, I had never been in, at a concert like that where it was that many people. Oh, wow. And it was just a crazy-ass event, right? And, um, yeah, bro, they performed every fucking major song of theirs. Obviously, it was their 20th anniversary show. Of course. Dave Grohl had, like, broke his leg at the time. Uh-huh. So he was performing from a wheelchair kind of looking thing. like a, yeah. And uh, he was doing everything, playing the guitar with his foot out like this. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and, uh, and, again, I think I told you, this during the show a couple weeks ago yeah he performed uh um damn i forgot the name of the song again that song uh fuck what the hell is that song i remember this conversation now i can't remember the song uh is it not hero no not hero shit i know it wasn't monkey wrench no 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 no. damn my phone's off too uh regardless Uh they performed like one of their bigger songs and it was the last song of the night and it was like a 10 minute version oh, wow. and the whole crowd was just like singing along and it was like a whole moment and it was like yo this is what a fucking concert is right here it's mm-hmm. a moment that you you never forget and that was maybe like what at least five six years ago if not longer oh, damn and yeah the, honestly a moment i'll never forget one of my favorite concerts it was just a great all-around time Shout out to the Foo Fighters. They ended it with like a fireworks show. Like after that song, it was it was just a. Cr- I, I left that joint mind blown. That, that's what it Man, was. I want to go see the Foo Fighters so bad. And apparently they're they rechristened. I guess they rechristened the Nine Thirty Club and it's reopening. And one of the first acts is going to be the Foo Fighters. But it's that, like a lottery system to get the tickets. And oh, I was I'll like, bet. I'm not going through that. I'm I, mad as shit though. I already know. But that dog. And again, for those of y'all that aren't from the DC area, uh-huh. Nine Thirty Club. Is a is a smaller venue, very definitely. intimate venue, but it's very yeah, famous for sure. Like if you've ever gone, if you if you've ever seen like an up and coming artist uh, that's in like the rock or kind of like popish mm-hmm. kind of, or, or honestly anything other than rap. Honestly, you you could get big groups to come in there because of the status of the club. Like yeah. I saw Wu Tang there. 
Oh, for real? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. And, and again, I bet, and I'm, I'm sure you've seen them in, in other venues as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Like, I just saw, what, the Wu-Tang show last year when they were at um uh Jiffy Lube Live, the big outdoor amphitheater. Mm-hmm. And I bet you the joint at 930 Club was probably better. Bruh. Honestly, I would say that the joint on the stage, at the big stage, is better because you got to see more of them act out because they had more space to act oh, out and okay, do what they gotcha. really, really wanted to. Plus, on this one, like they were by themselves on that concert. Right. With this one, they were with Nas and Busta Rhymes and they all inter- intermingled oh. together and performed together and shit like that. So it was like a different vibe. You know? Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, but let me see. I will say my next favorite artist that I've seen, I will probably say Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott puts on one fucking entertaining ass fucking show. Oh, I don't doubt it's that. Even when she was big, back when she was bigger versus even when she got smaller. Yeah, 100% energy. She got her dance steps down. She's out there doing it with the dancers. She's singing. She's rapping. It's a fucking fun time. She's got dancers that come out and do certain things here. Guy dancers, girl dancers. Like, she flips it the fuck up. Like, Missy, like, if you like Missy Elliott's music, period, if you're a fan of her, you mm. will definitely be a fan of her shows. And I've been blessed to see her twice. I saw her as part of the... Rock the Mic Tour, which was headlined by Jay-Z and 50 Cent, mm. and then had Busta Rhymes, Fabulous, Missy Elliott, and Lil Mo. And then I saw her as part of the Ladies First Tour, which was uh, headlined by Beyonce, but also had Alicia Keys and Missy. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, just, just off of her energy uh, and her music videos and uh, even just her, uh, how she's able to do so much uh, on her songs and yeah. just be so multi-talented as she is, I don't doubt that she's definitely uh, uh, puts a lot of cra- uh, importance into her performance and, and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I have never seen her perform, but I could I could just imagine that that's just You've, you've seen her perform one time, I guarantee. In person? You. Well, not in person, but, like, you've seen her perform. Oh, yeah, she didn't yeah, even yeah. perform on TV very much. But yeah. like, she did a Super Bowl with Katy Perry. Yeah, you're right, you're right. And you're right, she right, tore right. that joint down, and she had her little dancers and shit back you're there. So right, like, you're right. Okay, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. But again, just her being, I guess, such an artist, I just know she's gonna care about little small things like that and make, make, uh, you know, a performance, not just like a, the person singing, you know. What I mean? Yeah, so, exactly. Definitely. So for me, I would say my next concert that comes to mind is Summer Jam. Now, obviously, I feel like Summer Jam had a, a much bigger importance back in the day. Of course. Like early two thousands, maybe something like that. End up on the Summer Jam screen. 90s, whole, 2000s, yeah. 90s, 2000s. You know, there was, again, I don't know if it was specifically a, a New York rap thing. And Pretty much. So. Like, not not just rap, though, because they had R&B performances and stuff. Though. They didn't have rock bands and stuff, but they yeah. definitely, it was, it was basically R&B, hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, one time, uh, I want to say this was 2015 when, when I went. Uh, I went with a friend and we drove up to New York. Our dumbasses decided to spend the night before instead of the day after the concert. <laughs> so I had to drive back after, like at eleven thirty, all the way to Maryland because that was that was that was, I don't know how I did it. God took the wheel, but there you go. Nonetheless, we get to the fucking concert grounds. Now, mind you, this is a music festival for those of y'all that aren't, that aren't yeah. familiar. There's fucking. Uh, There's usually like a hundred million people on the fucking act stands. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or on the or on the list. Well, for this one, is not as much. Because but it was a later one, right? Uh, yeah. This is like 2015. Okay. And uh, like I said, I feel like well, at that point, I, I still feel like it had some kind of relevance uh, when we went. But um, nonetheless, we get there, we get to the parking lot, right? And this was the craziest thing, and I had never been to a concert like this, so I was just mind blown, right? So I went with my friend, and 
you know, we each, we all had some weed and we were going to try to like do it on the low and try to be like sneaky about it. So we were just going to like blow it inside my car and try to whatever, not make it hot. Uh-huh. Dog, the moment that I'm like lighting up my bowl, I see somebody walking around casually rolling a J, <laughs> like breaking down their weed onto their joint. And I'm like, yo. And then, I, and then I turn around to my left and I see somebody like a big ass bottle of like tequila or something just pouring shots. And then I see fucking police walking around not doing shit. Uh-huh. So I was like, yo, this is the fucking lawless wild, wild west right here, dog. <laughs> you can do whatever the fuck you want. And sure enough, bro, unless you was wilding out, unless you was fucking hurting people, uh-huh. dog, you could do whatever the fuck you want. It was lawless, Cause bro. Because it's, it's honestly, think about it. It's just too many people yeah. to try and pick people up for like smoking weed. Because you know that people are going to be smoking there. Yep. And if there's a couple thousand people there... You don't have the manpower to, to police that. Yeah. So, yeah, just go after the violent shit, the fights, you know, anything that happens like that. But, fuck, like, if you smoke weed, like you said, as long as you're not fucking dying or, you know, I guess, whatever, being stupid about it, you know? Dog. Uh, un- yeah, like you said, like you said, bro, unless you was being fucking crazy, stupid, doing dumb shit, dog, you was good to do whatever you wanted. Now, aside from all that, right, I also fell for the fucking uh, three-card Monty out there because you know there obviously is a lot of people it's new york home mm-hmm. of the scammers That's true. so you know they're gonna be out there the fucking the fucking wolves is gonna be out there and my ass was drunk high feeling myself <laughs> you know what i mean and i i fucking fell for it i lost i think I, luckily it was only like 50 bucks but nonetheless the dude was like put the 20 he's like all right you sure about that i right, put, put put a 50 down damn my dude my ass was like Lost it all. As soon as I lost, picked his shit up, walked away, and you know that's just that's just what it was. So, mm-hmm. but never trust them niggas. Dad. Never, but never, but to, to, for the for the whole concert itself, it was. I'm pretty sure it was Future, Meek Mill, uh, Fetty Wap had just came out, so he. I'm pretty sure he performed on that joint, and you know Trap Queen and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So it was around that time. So I guess it might have been 2016 then. Okay, but um, it the the lineup was pretty good. I would say. Uh, they had Fabulous and Friends come out. The Locks came out. Nice. Uh, you know, they, they always do something similar to that where one artist will bring out a lot of, like, New York legends or whatever. Yeah. So they brought out The Locks. They brought out, uh, you know, DMX was alive at the time. You know what I mean? He, he got brought out. That's dope. Uh, it was just an overall really, really dope show. Um, I had a great time and uh, up until I had to drive back that same night. So. Yeah. But, yeah, man, like, if you guys haven't gone to a festival at least once in your life, man. You got to. Do that shit before you get too old and you can't stand around for too long before your knees hurt. Facts. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think I might be there now, but I'm glad that I had my time, that, you know, I wowed out a little bit, have fun, and, uh, yeah, man, I don't know, especially, like I said, it's Coachella weekend, you know, start saving up your pennies for next year's Coachella. No bull. You know what I mean? Because it's definitely a pretty penny for that, uh, but there's a lot, a way other cheaper options and honestly right if if you're a hip-hop fan uh coachella might not even be the best thing for you because there might be like at the most six or seven rap artists on coachella yeah and there's like fucking 50 artists yep so you're probably better off rolling loud now gets a lot of the popping artists a lot of popping rappers rolling loud is probably i feel like your best bet yeah definitely i don't know if south by southwest is still a thing but 
I think it is, but I'm not sure if it's like as music heavy as it was because like I've heard about it happening in the last couple years through people who said that they went, but I didn't hear anything about like performances or anything like that. So who knows what it's turned into at this point? Probably like a like a more like an art. Yeah, type of thing. I think that's what it started out as. Maybe I mean, yeah. I'm, I could be talking bullshit. I don't know. I'm no, sure. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. I think they they do that and they do like I don't know other yeah. I guess artistic type of shit. But well, keeping with the lawlessness of New York. I will discuss my experiences the second time when I went to see Jay-Z. We went to the Nassau Coliseum in Queens, which is where the New York Rangers play, I believe. Okay. And we, I brought, like, you know, we were ready to go. Like, we spent bread. Obviously, we traveled, me and my girl, uh, Gail, traveled from Maryland to New York. Now, she has her sister that lives in New York, so we got to stay there for free, which is cool. Right. But then we spent, like, I think it was, like, $250 $250 for tickets. We were like row 17 or 18. Right, right, right. And it was such a good experience, right? It was so much fun. Great, great. I, I got my appreciation from from Jeezy that day uh, because he he did the intermission joint with him. Like they came out and did a song together and then Jeezy did an intermission while Jay-Z chilled. Mm. Um, uh, Trey, song, Trey Song's open for him, which was pretty cool. I, I brought weed with me for this concert and I was like, I don't even know what I should bring. I was like hiding it in my shoe and shit. I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know. As soon as you walk in the arena, you smell weed. And I was like, <laughs> okay, we good. Nigga. And then you hit the haze cloud when you actually walked into the actual arena. Oh, not, not just like the lobby, but when you walk into the arena, clouded, my nigga. Dog, so we bro. were like, oh, we good. So as soon as the show started, spark, spark. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, that concert was vicious as shit. That was Blueprint 3 tour. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. So was that um, like uh, 2003, 2004? That, that was... Uh, later what, on? When did Blueprint 3 come out? Blueprint 3 had to come out like... 2008? So Maybe 2005? Oh, hold on. Come on. That was a little on. later, right? Definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn, he had a lot of people on that tour. Jeezy and uh, uh, Trey Song? Yeah, but I mean, they were the only ones. Well, I mean, those are, I feel like those are pretty... Yeah, huge. <laughs> Uh, Blueprint 3 came out in 2009. Oh, okay. So it was yeah. definitely, definitely later. later. Um, uh, but that show was so fucking vicious. He did some older stuff, but he did more of like the the mashup combination of it mm. where it'd be like uh he'll he'll take 10 minutes and do like some of his biggest hits from like his first couple oh, albums yeah, 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 and then sure. the later f- couple of albums before that you know what i'm saying but it's like it wasn't everything it wasn't all the older stuff you wanted to hear but all the new stuff to see him performing that joint live was cool too but i did manage to get to see jay-z like i said at the other joint and um his performance was during the the black album tour which was supposed to be his little retirement album yeah and so that had a lot of guests on his performance. We stand, oh, we stood out for at least 45 minutes of two hours in the rain watching Jay-Z perform. And now, would you say that that one was better? Like, as far as, like, because of everybody? I would say there? because it was definitely a longer concert and it was more extensive because he was supposed to be retiring. He did, like, all of the hits from everything and a bunch of the B-sides that people love. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was just a more thorough show. But I enjoyed the fuck out of both of the shows. And it was cool to be able to see him perform that close. Because we were in, like... Again, this one, when we saw him here, it was in, um, it was at Jiffy Lube. And if you, if anybody knows Jiffy Lube, it's an amphitheater. So it's got seated areas underneath the canopy, but then it's got an entire lawn part that is massive. And we saw Jay-Z from the lawn the first time that we saw him uh, perform. So it was really cool to be that close to the performer, uh, to be able to see them perform. Nah, definitely. Definitely. So I'm going to go on to my next one. And, you know, just like you, I'm going to stay with the gritty uh new york <laughs> new york city however this is when new york city came down to dc all right and of course i'm talking about Dipset. you know what i mean it came down uh, a couple years ago maybe like seven years six seven years ago now 
I don't know if I, I want to say maybe you might have went to that. Okay. No, I saw Dipset in college. They came to my college. Okay, never mind. Oh, yeah, and that's why you had an issue with them, Yeah, right? I, that was like, that's one of my worst concerts. All right. <laughs> all right, so, all right, you know, it's funny because <laughs> this might be also <laughs> one of my worst concerts. <laughs> but, okay, so this is what happened, right? So, they were at um, Echo Stage, mm-hmm. right? Now, for those of y'all that are from the area, Echo Stage, it's, you know, it's not a huge venue, like, per se, but it is somewhat big, you know, yeah. it's... It's like an in-between kind of venue, maybe like... The medium venue. Med- medium venue, probably like maybe five, four or five thousand people maybe might fit there or yeah. something like that. Maybe maybe a little bit less. But nonetheless, Dipset was there. Now, this is the first chance that I had ever got to see them. You know, I've always grown up a Dipset fan just because, you know, my, my brother was a big Dipset fan growing up. So, you know, naturally, I just listened to it and just became a big fan, especially Cam. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, Jim and Joel's and all that, whatever. But a lot of the other artists as well, such as Hellrell, Freaky mm-hmm. Zeke, 40 Cal. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and again, Hellrell is, is an un, a unsung hero in a lot of ways for Dipset. Shout out to all them uh, prison recorded freestyles. Lord Jesus, yes. Amazing. Such it's, a- like, it's like my, um, with that, that second album that, uh, fuck, what's his name? That, um... Shine dropped where a bunch of the joints you could tell were wrapped on the prison phone. Oh, dog. Come on, bro. I love that shit, though. <laughs> that's that's That should be a whole genre in itself right there, It dog. really should. I'm it trying can't. to tell you. Are there any Tony Yayo verses that came off oh, the Oh, I'm phone? sure, dog. <laughs> I'm positive there are, dog. But, um, but, yeah, so, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, other, uh, you know, Unkaz is another one, but they were all coming to perform to DC, right? So, I remember it was me, my brother, his girl... And I think a couple of my brother's friends and some of my other, some of my boys, I was meeting them there, right? All right, so like I was saying, um, I, um, well, okay, so my brother, I was still relatively young. I was probably like maybe like actually, I guess this maybe was like eight years ago, but I was probably like twenty-two or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be there early because I wanted to not miss anything, right? I was, uh-huh. I got, I got to see the whole thing. The young one didn't know. Did not know, bro. <laughs> Did not know. So. The joint said doors open at 10. Mm-hmm. We got there like at 11.30. I was throwing all kinds of fits. And I was like, damn, dog, like we got here late. Oh, we probably missed Joel's, dog. Nigga. When I tell you, we walked in that joint. And, bro, Julio from fucking Northwest was performing. Mm-hmm. And then after that, some dude from South East was performing. And then after that, dog, and this shit just went on and on and on and on and on until like three in the morning, bro, dog, to the point where we were literally think uh, considering leaving mm-hmm. because the niggas was just not coming out. Mm-hmm. And then it was finally like three thirty, dog, and then they fucking came out and performed for like an hour and a half till like five in the morning, and I was like, yo, these are some bold motherfuckers, dog, mm-hmm. to just come out at 3 30 in the morning bro i did not like i've never ever to this day bro experienced that at any concert now i don't know maybe it's because i don't know man that this was the only concert i've been to at echo stage so maybe that's i don't know i don't know what it is i just think it's those types of artists because i have a very i mean damn near mirror image story of when me my boy david and my boy seth went to go see the clips in Sonar in Baltimore. Okay. So Sonar is like 
what is the joint that's up the street? The um, Fillmore. The Fillmore. It's about yeah. the same size, maybe a little bit bigger. Gotcha. We get there. Doors open at eight, right? And it's just a bunch of Baltimore niggas over and over and over, right? So we we went to the Jamaican lady and got some some Jamaican food. Was eating in there. My boy Seth forgot his ID, right? And couldn't get into the concert because of it. So not only did we end up wasting a ticket, but this nigga ended up just chilling in my car for like the entire evening, right? <laughs> Me and David go into the concert. And it's like, you know, doors open at 8. So, you know, we didn't get there till like almost 9.30. Mm-hmm. I, you know, me, at this point, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a veteran in the concert game. I know how this works. Yeah. To only proceed from about 9.30 until about 1.30 to just have Baltimore act after Baltimore act after Baltimore act on the stage. And we were like, what the fuck? We all had to work the next day. The next morning, we were all working at a restaurant together. Yeah. And we're like, man, we still got to drive back home. It's going to be an hour to drive back home. What the fuck? So at like 2 o'clock, we decided, all right, fuck it. We're just going to dip. Like my man Seth has been just chilling in the car, like smoking weed the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, And we in here just he- like, you know, hella frustrated. All right, let's just fucking go. So I, I, I found out later that after we left at 2, they didn't get on the stage until almost 4 a.m. What? And that's why I never saw the clips. <laughs> And the doors open at eight. Yep, nigga. Imagine, imagine, just imagine getting there at eight, eight thirty. You know, wanting to be there a little early, Bruh, That was just crazy. That's one of two concerts that I never got to see, and the other one was of uh, Aretha Franklin. But it was like it. I got the tickets, and then she got sick. Maybe like three weeks, four weeks later, and then they canceled the tour, and then she died the next year. Oh damn! So yeah. Unfortunately, you know, R.I.P. God bless the God bless the the God bless the Queen of Soul. Definitely, definitely. But um, yeah, that was one concert that I really wanted to see. Like that was a bucket list that I never got to see. And like the Foo Fighters, I'm afraid are going to be a bucket list item I don't get to see. I mean, maybe, but I mean, but didn't didn't there uh, the drummers the one that passed right? Uh-huh. So I guess in that regard, it might not. You might not. But if they're playing at this uh, new new nine thirty club jump. Oh, true. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right, you're right. Like, I wonder who's gonna be the drum, but at the same time, I just want to see them because they're like, it, they're like my favorite band. Even then, though, right? I feel like you should be able to see them. Uh, like, I'm, I'm sure they're gonna have a, like a big stadium concert. I hope so because I had bought tickets for some festival that was supposed to happen in the summer of 2020, and you know, COVID came and knocked that out the box, and they were the headliners for that festival. Yeah, no, so, that's the worst. Yeah. All right, uh, let me see. My next best favorite concert, I want to say definitely is Mary J. Blige. I was blessed, of course, to get to see the Queen, uh, my favorite singer, uh, twice. Uh, Once for my 18th birthday back in 2001. And then again, she was on tour with Maxwell for the King and Queen of Hearts. I want to say it was like 2018, maybe 2019 I got to see that. So, yeah, I got blessed to see Mary a couple of times. First one was for my 18th birthday back in 2001 when she had just released a No More Drama Tour. So, you know, the little, let's get it crunk up on it. That was the hot song at the time, along with mm. the song No More Drama. Right. And then Rainy Days with, uh, what's his face? Ja Rule. It's just those rainy days. Sitting on time trying to wash away. Anyway, uh, <laughs> she did a medley of her older hits also. Mm. But, you know, of course, she was focusing on that album, right. which is a good fucking album anyway. So I was boosted as shit because, you know, I already had the album and had already pumped the shit out of it. And that's great when you when you love the album yeah. and, and that's the tour that you go see because you're just like, Yo, I'm going to love every song they perform. I wish, I wish to God I had been old enough to see her live when she did Share My World back in 97 because that's my favorite album of hers. And it's such a classic album. It's just a good fucking thought. Yeah. That, uh, anyway, uh, on this jump, she had, in the first jump, she had Tweet open for her and Wyclef open for her. Mm. 
and both of them were extremely well done. I've seen Tweet also again. Uh, I saw her at the Howard Theater. But yeah, Mary, straight energy the entire time uh, when she was with the Queen of Hearts tour. I feel like she should have closed the show instead of Maxwell because while Maxwell is a great performer and I loved his performances, more of his music is slow. Right. So I feel like he should have opened it up and let her go because she could have finished it off with more faster music and shit. But anyway, both performance crazy. And of course, you know, my girl Mary had to do the dance. She had to come out and do the motherfucking dance, the one that they've memed all over the internet and shit. Shit looked like shit. Well, at one point, she was uh, had a lightsaber saving the universe and shit, and then she's just dancing and dodging lasers and shit. <laughs> so classic Mary shit, but not like Mary. Every time I've ever seen Mary perform, whether in person or on TV, she just brings a ridiculous amount of energy. And it's like, and she, she's dancing, she's singing, she's doing this, and she's, man, she, Mary is just the shit. Go see Mary. If you ever get a chance to see Mary live, go fucking see Mary. You're not going to regret that shit. Yeah, uh, 100%, but also shout out to my co-host for uh, somehow saving time or keep on going with what he was saying, because I, I was trying to clear fucking weed dust from my pants into the fucking <laughs> ashtray. And like a pro, like a fucking doctor, shout out to Joey Diaz, hey. my man just kept the ball rolling. And kept this shit going, man. But now it's my turn, so he about to take a bong hit. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. So definitely, okay, so that was Mary J. Blige for him. Um, Let me see. For me, let me go with, all right. I'm going to go with my man Kanye West, the Yeezus tour. That was a crazy time, <laughs> uh, to say the least. I want to say it was 2012, 2013, around there. And obviously, you know, that was the first of Kanye's albums, I would say, that at a first glance or listen, it sounded very, like, different and just not, like, focused, I guess. You know what I mean? I feel like up until that point, even my Dark Twisted Fantasy was, uh, it sounded cohesive at the very least. But Yeezus just kind of, especially, even though Yeezus for me, I personally believe that it aged beautifully mm-hmm. with the standards of, you know, the way uh, where music went and things like that. But, um, yeah, man, that, that was just um, why that was such a great concert for me was because I got to see two of my favorite artists of all time, one opening up for the other. And in this case, it was Kendrick Lamar who opened up for Kanye West. Oh, shit. So it was Kendrick, and that was the uh, Good Kid, Mad City tour. Ah. One of my favorite albums of all time. That'd be dope to see perform, yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, it was a really cool performance all around. And yeah, man, it was just it was just dope to see both uh, uh, Kendrick and Kanye. Obviously, this is before Kanye's had all the crazy things going on the last yeah. couple years. So even though I do think people still love him, but back then, it was just like overall, like just it was, it was crazy. Just, I guess, the amount of people that fuck with Kanye at the time. And it was almost like he couldn't do no wrong. You know what I mean? At least at the time, musically. But, yeah, man, it was, it was this overall dope show. I think that, uh, I think Kanye just had a better performance than Kendrick. But it was just dope for me to see also, you know, another one of my favorite artists. So, yeah. that was that was a dope show for me. Uh, for my next performance, I would say the Chili Peppers, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I got to see the Chili Peppers a few years back, I think 2017. In D.C.? No, we actually saw them in um, we saw them in Philly because when they started selling tickets, they only had like they didn't have all they had like a, just a few cities, right? And then of course they added cities, so we ended up getting tickets to go see it in Philly when we first got when they first came out. 
but then they added a show in DC like a month later. Uh, so yeah. it was like, yeah, okay, either way. But it was cool because we got to be able to take a trip. You know, it was just like a guy's trip. Concert trips is always pretty yeah. cool. I'm not going to lie. Concert um, trips is pretty dope. But the fucking, the set design was pretty cool. It had like these like, kind of like long like lights that were like going up and down and different at different speeds and stuff during each part of the performance right and fucking anthony kiedis is jumping all over state all over the stage still at his big age you mm. know what i'm saying and um they had actually replaced the guitarist because he had gone back to rehab at that point okay. so there was this young kid i think he was like maybe 22 that was playing with them and he actually sounded really fucking good mm. but like they were just great <coughs> to watch like it's like when you see a band like that or like, you know, an artist like Jay-Z or, you know, someone who's been in the industry and has been performing for a while, yeah. they're just masters of their craft. And it's like, they don't have to look, I mean, like, they give you 100% and sometimes they don't even look like they're giving you 100%. For and sure. it's just because that they've mastered their craft and how to perform so much. They, right. I guess, know how to conserve their energy here and do that there and then, you know, ball out all over the place here, blah, blah, blah. Right. Shit, I've even seen, I haven't seen Lizzo perform, but I've heard that she is all over the stage. Well, I bet. And, at the, and with her big self, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> people are like, I don't know how she can do all that shit because, you know, she may be big, but she in shape for her size. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah, like, yeah. if you can do a two-hour performance and at her size, that's nigga. Like, that's like a defensive end out there. Exactly. <laughs> So it's just like again, like they're they're masters of their craft. They know how to do their shit. For and sure. sometimes when they're looking lazy, they're still hitting shit per perfectly. Yeah. You're like, man, this man is chilling, but he still look this uh, shit. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Um, but no, yeah, no, definitely. the Chili Peppers was great, and that's that was another uh, what do you call it? A bucket list joint. Yeah, no. Also for me, I seen um, during the uh, what the fuck was that album called? It was. It might have been their last album. No, not their last one, but the one before that, where there's like a mosquito. On the cover, which it might be the uh, same one you, you wanted to go see. Is that the Dark the Necessities, John? The, 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 the lead singles with Dark Necessities? I believe so, but I'll tell you right now in a few seconds. Yeah, because that was a huge concert. And it was like, it was it, that started a string of them coming to the, like, the D.C. area like every other year or every year or so. Okay, no, so, no, no, okay. The one that I'm talking about is I'm With You, and that was like 10 years, like almost 12 years ago, actually. Oh, shit. Damn, that's crazy. That was that long ago. Mm -hmm. That is crazy. <laughs> no, so it wasn't the Dark Necessities joint. Okay. Thing. But, um, yeah, I didn't realize they had, I didn't realize they put out an album this year. I mean, yeah, they, they're like what one of the artists that just like randomly will put out an album and don't say shit about it, but then they'll go back out on tour. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So just to stay, I guess, in the rock realm for me. Yeah. I'm going to just, yeah. Uh, I wanted to go watch the Arctic Monkeys. Which was my, I've, I had always wanted to go watch them. I'm sure this has happened to everybody, but like, there's certain songs that you're just like, yo, I would love to watch that joint live, perform mm -hmm. live. Mm -hmm. And you're just hoping that they do and, you know, shit like that, right? And I ain't gonna lie, right? I, at this point, I was doing research, like looking up the set list to see what songs they're performing. And some nights it had the song on there, some nights it didn't. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Because that's one thing I realized too, that I guess artists switch it up. Mm -hmm. in the middle of the tour they, you know some things might work out better than other things and it it's might... gotta be just for them also mentally so you're not just performing the same true. shit That's over true. and over and over for sure especially you're right. if you're an artist like the Arctic Monkeys like I don't know their music like that but I know they've been around for a minute you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah so yeah, they yeah, got definitely. a catalog for sure so and uh you know and, and again and maybe it's because I'm not you know I'm, I'm more in, in, like invested into the hip hop culture community whatever mm -hmm. Uh, that I'm not that familiar with it, right? But I don't know if this specific song is as popular 
as much as I like it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I mean, to me, it's one of my favorite songs of theirs, which is the song 505. And um, sure enough, bro, they performed it. And mm-hmm. it was one of those songs that I had looked forward to forever to listen to live. And it lived up to that moment. It's one of my favorite concert moments, too. I was in that joint. Dog, and that's another thing, too, that, um, man, go to concerts by yourself. It's a cool experience, I promise you. It is. It is. It really is. Uh, again, I am somebody who's somewhat of a, a introvert and shit like that, so I don't mind shit like that. And I know other people might not fuck with that. But I've gone to mad concerts by myself, mm-hmm. and I've had a great fucking time, and yeah. that was definitely one of them, for sure. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm going to say... I'm going to say the Bad Boy Reunion Tour. Oh, lucky. That was another bucket list jump just because of the amount of artists that were on it. Yeah. Let me see. The locks were there for just a couple songs, so that kind of blew me. Uh, But Total was there. Carl Thomas, 112, Faith Evans, Lil' Kim. uh, And then Diddy's son performed some song, and I'd never, I didn't even know Diddy's son was an artist at that point. Like, (laughs) that was before he came out with whatever song he's popular with now. Right. Then. I'm for, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody, but uh, but ultimately they had a they were gonna have a guest on every on every stop, right. but it was gonna be a changing guest, and so I think the the city I think they came to Philly before they came to DC, and the guest was like Fat Joe. Mm. I was like, oh okay, you know, it's been some legit guests. Let's see yeah. what's going on, nigga. The guest host came out, nigga. It was DMX. Wow. DMX turned that crowd out for three straight songs. And then was done. I was like, yo. And it made me want to see DMX so much more because DMX is one of my favorite rappers, mm. from especially from the 90s. Like, And his live show, just that little bit of seeing him live was so sick. And I'd already seen those clips of him rocking like Woodstock or whatever the fuck that I was. was. Just about to, I was just about to point that out. Bruh. And he did that shit by himself. You know what I'm saying? Like It was like, what, 50,000 people, some shit like that? Yeah. Man, he came out. Full energy, sounded perfect, was just all over the motherfucking stage, set the crowd. Like, cause we didn't know who the fuck it was gonna be. Right. And then all of a sudden, the motherfucking, um, uh exactly, my nigga, exactly. Bruh, it was so wild. It was like, I was so amped up. I was, I'd already turned down because I think like Puffy's son was like with the last performer or something like that. Uh, okay. So I was like, okay, this person's gonna come in, like, cool out whoever it is. We don't know who it is, blah, blah, Nah, nigga, I was ready for more concert after that shit. Oh, so he, he, he closed out the joint? Yeah, he closed out the joint. Oh, uh, yo, that must have been a crazy. Yo, that must have been like one of the moments where the joint's over. You're just like, damn, I can't believe that just happened, dog. <laughs> yeah. Nah, um, yeah, so that, that Woodstock uh, joint that you just mentioned, like, every now and then I feel like it trends on, on Twitter. Yeah. And honestly, rightfully so, because it's just a really dope look at, at fucking his stage presence and, and everything. He The way he was able to move that whole entire crowd. You said 50,000. I think it might have been closer to 100,000. It might have been. I was just thinking about that myself. I was like, yeah, yeah. from from that video, I'm like, yeah, 50,000 is not it. <laughs> yeah, nah. I'm thinking maybe close to 100,000 because... Dog, it, it was seas of people, bro. Uh-huh. And every fucking voice in that motherfucker was rocking out to that joint, singing out every song, every letter to that joint. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, man, that 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 was definitely did, did did you ever get to see him perform uh on his own though? Like on on concert? Like, nah, never got a chance. Cause they were gonna do the um they were gonna do after he had all his legal troubles, they were gonna do the um the Rough Riders reunion tour. Mm. And I was like, bet. Me and my girl Gail, once again, 
bought tickets because they had already, you know, pre- got cities already approved and everything. They got all the people who said they was going to come back and do it and everybody from the crew was going to come back and do right. it. I was like, yo, this joint is about to be fire. And then DMX got back, went back to rehab. Damn. And that canceled that. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's the worst. Especially because how, how far or how long after, I guess, DMX uh, was the, like the pinnacle of his career um, did he stop touring or, or did he consistently tour? Like, Honestly, I'm not sure. I really don't know. And honestly, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm questioning, like, would you get a good performance from, like, you know, the, the DMX that had, you know, the issues that he was going through? I'd say, yeah, because a lot of the artists of their day that were great and had issues usually performed when they were fucked up. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That is true. I'm saying, like, my, my my dad, although sometimes they had to cancel shows, like my dad went to go see his uh, favorite group, Sly and the Family Stone, and Sly was the front, was the front man, and Sly did a little too much icky icky, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they couldn't do the show. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know, it was crazy, like, I wonder how many, t- I'm sure that must happen even now, like a good amount where, like, oh, sure. the artist gets too fucked up. And or just- maybe it's the reason that motherfuckers don't come out till three, four in the morning. <laughs> like they have to go to sleep for a few hours. And, oh, sleep right. off how they got too fucked up before they can do the show. And then they go on stage with sunglasses. That's how you know they just uh-huh. hurt. Uh-huh. Damn. I'm saying. Crazy. But go ahead. What's, what's your next one? Ah, oh, shit. Let me see. I'm trying to think. What else? Uh. Okay. I- I'll tell you. One thing uh, that I really liked about this uh, individual, I've seen him a couple times <clears throat> in a larger, just like you in a larger uh, audience. Uh, actually, I think you only said you only seen him in a smaller drum, but J. Cole. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen him at the Fillmore, and I've also seen him at uh, at Jiffy Lube Live, which mm. is, again, the uh, like a bigger open air uh, stadium or kind of like amphitheater. Venue. Amphitheater, yeah. yeah. Um, and what I will say about J. Cole and this performance, the one at Jiffy Lube, was that I bullshit you not, it felt just like the one in um in in, in the Fillmore. And I yeah. guess my critique or whatever on that is, or or my my look on that is, is that he's able to to bring the same intimate energy that happens in a building that holds maybe a few thousand people. Uh-huh. To a joint that holds like 10, 15,000 people. Oh, wow. So I just thought that that was really dope. I think okay. that he That's... does a really, I think one of his really good things is that he does a good job interacting with his, uh, with the crowd and yeah. his fans and things like that. And, um, and yeah, man, that, that, I just, it was a really dope, uh, uh, show. Um, just his, his way, again, his way to, you know, talk to the crowd and kind of like in between songs, uh, you know, tell like little stories or whatever. Uh, sometimes he might even, like, I, f- I remember he said something about, like, the DMV area yeah. that was, like, some shit that, like, okay, it might not take all the, uh, uh, research in the world to find this out, but you still had to, like, look into this, you know uh-huh. what I mean, for him to say it, and, uh, yeah, that was just a really dope joint, um, that I, that I, that I wanted to go see, so definitely shout out to, to J. Right. Cole for, for that. I think my next one is gonna be the most recent one that I went to, and that was the Nas Wu-Tang joint. Because mm. even though I've seen them separately before, right. and their joints were fire, this the energy at this concert was just so much more from both of them, right. and it was yeah, it was just so much more energy from both of them, and I was just like, yo, because it, it looked like two completely separate performances. Like I'd seen Nas twice before I'd seen him with 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 Wu Tang, right. and then I'd seen Wu Tang and I'd seen some of their separate members. 
But Joe, it was just like the energy was so electric, especially at the amphitheater where it was so big and so many people were there. And there, right. there was hella young bitches in that, like hella young white girls in that joint mm. there and just rocking the fuck out, like knowing <laughs> all the words and the lyrics and shit. Uh, and plus you had Busta Rhymes in that joint also. And like like I said, Nas and Wu-Tang were you know, going off each other. They were like Nas would do a couple songs, Wu-Tang would come on, do a couple songs and they would just switch back and forth like that. And then Busta came out and did his set. Mm-hmm. Bruh. The whole thing was just fire energy. It was a great concert. I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Um, and like I said, it's like, like I said, it's the most energy I've seen Wu expend on stage. No, no definitely. Um, this is probably going to be my last one. Okay. But it's kind of like a twofer, but I would say Childish Gambino, one of my favorite artists. Definitely. I think he's one of the most uh, creative of the generation. Just mm-hmm. his ability to be a comedian, do TV. Uh, have his show in Atlanta and also make amazing music in my opinion is, is pretty fucking dope. Facts. And I went to go to his uh his his because the internet tour, which was at a smaller venue in the Fillmore. This was before, you know, he had um uh uh, uh what the fuck is that song? Redbone. Okay. So it was it was the rapping Childish Gambino for the <laughs> most part, right? Yeah. And this is when I was like, yo, why the fuck does he keep rapping and why doesn't he start doing the singing thing? Because in the sh- at the show, he did a, a song that he has or whatever that's not... I don't know. Like It, it wasn't sung as like good as he did it that night. Uh-huh. And uh, I was like, yo, like this nigga has like, a pretty good voice. And I, and I don't know. It just kind of... It was pretty cool. And that's when I realized that artists will like... Or at least good artists will change up how their songs sound in person. Like uh-huh. certain uh, tones, they might change them up. Certain notes they might change them just to kind of you know spice it up a little bit and yeah. like you said not not get bored of singing it every night and uh, yeah I, 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 I don't know that was when I first noticed that you know artists doing that um, and I don't know I just kind of noticed that Childish Gambino should start doing more singing and sure enough you know he went into that when he uh, dropped Redbone and and all the all other songs that we uh, this is America and shit like that yeah. so kind of went that way all right that's what's up. I actually have two more, but the first yeah. one is going to be Black Star, Most Def and Talib Kweli, mm. uh, or well, Yasin Bey and Talib right. Kweli. Uh-huh. Um, and I've been able to see. Is it? I've been able. To, I've seen them three times actually, which is like, which is like I think very very rare in hip hop to mm. to see them perform together, let alone to see one of them perform. <laughs> right. Um, and the first time I saw them at Nine Thirty Club, and they were with Pharaoh Monch and Jean Grey. And then, right? Uh, the second time I saw them, I believe, I believe it was the nine thirty club again, or no, it was the it, maybe it was the Howard Street, the Howard Theater. I don't really remember the second time where I saw them. The third time definitely was at the Rock the Bells, which is going to be they preceded the next person I'm going to talk about right. on stage. But uh, Black Star is fucking vicious together, and most of the time, if you see Talib Kweli and and um, uh, Yasin Bey on the bill together, they're always listed separately. Right. But they're going to perform Black Star. So, like, I don't know. It depends on who they decide goes first. But the first time I saw them, Talib went first, right? Mm. Then they came in, did, like, Respiration together, and then went into Black Star shit. Mm. And then they did another song together, and then they went into Most Def's uh, track list. Right, right, right. So it was, it was, it's a very cool way for them to do that type of shit. 
Um, but they always have mad energy on stage. It's just vicious to hear them guys rap together. Because oh, yeah. even like just there's not a lot of their music out there. There's only, well, now there's two Black Star albums, but one you have to have like, so you have to like, it's like Kanye shit. You have to get like a certain service or whatever to access it. And, like and, a new one? Yeah, because like it just came out, I think, last year. Like oh, the okay. last year. Um, finally. Um, but yeah, they only had one album, so it was like, you know, like it's hard to see them perform. They were never together right, anyway. Right. So uh, that one was is vicious because every time that I've seen them, it's always been flawless performances all around. And then the last one I want to talk about is fucking Erica Badu. Erica is probably one of the best R and B performances. Probably one of the best performances I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I saw her at the Rock the Bells. It literally went Lauren Hill, Erica Badu, Nas. Damn. And she had the best one at all. <laughs> she had the best one out of all of them. Erica's swag on stage is crazy. I was like, okay, I'm thinking of all the Erica songs I knew. I was like, damn, like, what's her show gonna be like? You know right. what I'm saying? But yo, she got the full band up there with her, and they got the saxophones and the trumpets and the trombones and all that other shit added. Bruh, her performance is off the fucking chain. And if uh oh, I wish I could remember what the song was, but it was one of my favorite songs of hers before. But when I saw her perform it, it was just like God damn, this song <laughs> took another level because you see it with the band and all the intricacies of everything. And like Eric Badu had a flawless performance that I just did not expect to see. Right. Period. Uh, and I need to find out what that song was, so I'm gonna look it up real fast. Now Erica Badu is, is is the fucking shit. I fuck with her. Right. Oh dog. Er- Erica is very fucking talented. And again, she's just got a fucking swag about her. Mm-hmm. Then it just like it it goes all up into her music like that. Oh, yeah. oh the song is called Danger. So if you ever want, listen to the song Danger mm-hmm. uh by Erica Badu, that song is incredible live. And she be she did the extended version of that joint and was just wilding the fuck out, dog. It was fucking great. You know, the thing about uh I guess Erica Badu is you can't fake what she has. No. Nah. If that makes any sense. You can't, not at all. And she rapped too. She don't rap as much as, uh, like you know, all that much. But she does have a, drink, a couple of drinks where she she raps like maybe like a she'll rap something be- yeah. between songs or some shit like okay. that real fast. Gotcha. Not not like a whole song or anything. Like but, a you know. spoken word type drink. Nah, it'd actually be a rap. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! It'd be a rap, it's like, but it's not like a hard rap. You know, it's like kind of like yeah. almost like a spoken word rap, but more rap versus spoken word. Right, right. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Um, but yeah, now nah, if y'all ever get a chance for real, see Erica live. That 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 you'll you'll be pleasantly surprised. Period. You know, and there's certain artists that you don't even have to, like, be a fan of their music or even know of their music all that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and going to see them, like, because of their performance, uh, how they perform and, you know, their, their instruments and all that shit. Mm-hmm. It's something that, you know, you might even enjoy, even if you're not. Like, for example, like, I know of Erica Badu and I know a few of her, like, bigger songs. But I don't know a lot of, like, the deep cuts. I don't know nothing like that. But I'm sure that it sounds like if I were to go to her show... Even if that's the case, just everything else is just making like a vicious performance all around. So mm-hmm. Exactly. Definitely want to try to get catch one of her shows. All right, y'all. That brings us to the end of today's episode and discussion. But what are y'all's favorite artists yes. and performances that y'all have seen? Like, you know, let us know. Y'all heard what we had to say. Uh, definitely let us know what y'all what y'all think, what y'all's experience at concerts were, who you think was the best artist, who surprised the shit out of you, mm-hmm. um, and who just had, like, you know, who performed that one song that you didn't know yeah. they was going to perform? Uh, or, or in my case, who didn't perform the one song <laughs> you want, or the three songs that you wanted to hear that were some of their most popular music? Uh, <clears throat> Incubus. Oh, <laughs> man. Yo, don't you hate it when they perform every single song from the new album that, by the way, is not that great? Or 
instead of or instead of performing, you know, like they might perform like their one biggest song, mm-hmm. but they miss like three or four other maybe just as big songs. You know no, I mean? like in this case, like, OK, with Incubus, I think most people know Stellar. Stellar's their yeah, biggest hit. Right. Sure. Yeah. And then like, what is that? That slow song. I forgot what uh, it is. Um, the same album. Open arms and open eyes. Yeah. Mm. Whatever that song is, you know, mm. uh, that one. Uh, they definitely performed that one, but they didn't do, do Stellar, and they didn't do a, um, another song that was big and popular. Of course, it, it just like I'm too high to remember the name of it. No, yeah. Right. But uh, but like I was like, wow, like y'all biggest first hit, and y'all ain't even perform it, and that was the one I really wanted to hear y'all do because that song. Uh, is Either way, you know, I digress. But maybe next time we'll come back with the list of like the worst concert oh, experiences or the worst concerts we've ever seen. May, potentially, but let me just finish it off by saying yeah. this right. One of the things that pissed me off, and I think we might have mentioned this on the, on the last episode, was if you go to a concert, right, and they perform your song, right, mm-hmm. but it's like a certain part of the song that you just really fuck with. Let's just say it's at the end, and mm-hmm. and, and and they cut it off before. It, like, dog, I can't tell you how many times, bro. They're doing like like you said, like a little medley of their of their, their hits. biggest hits, yep. and it just so happens that your the song you want to hear is within that medley. And they performed off uh, three fourths of that song, uh-huh. except for the outro, which is like your favorite part of the uh-huh. fucking song. And I'm just saying, they're like, no way you niggas did that, dog. Oof, no man. fucking way, y'all just did that to me right now, dog. <laughs> I was like, like you even start to sing that part, and then you hear that, uh-huh. and it kind of ends the joint. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here, dog. dog. I know the pain. I know the pain. Oh my god, I'll be wanting to. <laughs> Punch the person next to me, dog. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Bye. All right, y'all. Uh, thank you again for listening. We always appreciate y'all. Yes, sir. And uh, be good. And if you can't be good, at least be the best you can be. Oh, uh, yeah, man. If you can't do that, man, at least make your mama proud. And if you can't do that, listen, man, like I said, it's getting uh, it's getting hot outside. It's getting darker later now outside. There's no excuse to not use them fucking turn signals, you bitch-ass niggas. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Let us know you're making that right so we can, you know, determine our speed and, you know, all that good stuff right there. So exactly. shout out to everybody using their turn signals. And I hope that everybody that gets in the car accident today was somebody uh, who didn't use a turn signal. <laughs> and on that note, we out, y'all. We love you. Yes, Take sir. care of yourselves. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. And we out. Peace. Peace.